Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Tired, sister. This is, this is a comedy podcast. This is supposed <laughs> to be. See a joke. <laughs> Somebody tell a joke. There a you go. Joke. There's my new ringtone. Someone but tell a joke. joke. <laughs> what is that from Moonstruck? <laughs> Your life's going down the toilet. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mother enjoyed your job, Travolta. I gotta say, things have been so. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it around. We have to be positive. You are here right I now. Am you are sorry. I just woke up. Saturday. You are full of. Look at that. I'm even closing my laptop to connect it's never with you. Open. And because I don't want the blue light shown on my jowls, so oh, uh, it's all God. about shading. It's it's um it's lovely. It's lovely uh. to be here. This is positive. This is positive Saturday. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Mm, mm, mm. Were you but masturbating in a whale or something? <laughs> <laughs> the sound wow. of a whale orgasm. Oh. <laughs> I don't oh my know. God. I watch, you don't watch trash reality TV, but I do. I don't. And that sounded like the chick from Below Deck Mediterranean. Don't know what that is. It's on Bravo. It's a show about people who work below deck on luxury yachts. It would make you oh. want to like put your foot through the screen. Well, you would hate, <laughs> you would do not do this to yourself. Talk about the T word triggered. You would go insane. But there's a girl on that ship who sounds like a whale. I do oversee the, the crew of a ship. Oh my God. So... You know, you're like the puppet master. You could work behind the scenes to bring down the 1%. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Well. well. Not that I'm a socialist. <laughs> or anything very dramatic like that. Oh, God. Sometimes I feel like when I go to work, I'm like unzipping my skin and just hanging it up and be like, huh? I'll put on Happy oh. Patrick when I leave. But then when you go out and you put your skin back on, you're like, oh, I got some miserable Patrick on me. So it oh. still like lingers and hangs it's over. Like a, I have, yeah, I have to take a silkwood shower. Bring it to the dry cleaner. Bring your skin to the dry cleaner. Hi, this is my real skin. Can you just like freshen it? Yeah, we'll just put it through the dryer. And maybe iron out some of the wrinkles, please. Light starch. Light starch. Not heavy. <laughs> um, going back, ships. Hang it. Don't fold it, please. Could you? Yeah. I don't, I'm not good with, with how to give commands at dry cleaners. I never know what to do. I do now. Well, you've got it down to a science mm. because you're required. There's a man that every time I call um, this dry cleaner, I'm like, hi, this is Patrick from so-and-so residence. Can you pick up something? This is how he answers the phone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And the first couple times was like, uh, hello? Hel hello? Hello? Uh, Does he speak English? N barely. Okay. So it's so disconcerting that now I just have to like barrel through it because I don't exactly know what he's saying. <sighs> I think I'm he like, might Hi. be in a hostage situation. He's got something <laughs> over his mouth. Like, <laughs> First I thought it was a bad connection. And then I'm like, oh no, he, like the wrong person picked up the phone. So now I'm like, hi, this is Patrick from so-and-so residence. Can you pick up some dry cleaning? Thank you so much. It's ready. Click. <gasps> Just you're barreling through. It's <laughs> yeah. awkward. You're like, all right. Oh, <laughs> can you call, call the police? Oh, click. 
And then when you go in person to meet him, it's exactly the same thing. It is so odd. He's wearing uh, a ball gag? It's odd. My dry cleaner down the street is called M&M Cleaners. Now, they do this drop-off. <laughs> you do this drop-off where it's, you know, the cheapest in, I think it's cheap. the cheapest in the area for, you know, wash and fold. Because oh. if you don't have time, you they'll do it for you. Now, I get my thing, my, my bag back. Uh-huh. And each time it's like, it's less and less of a service. Now it's kind of like I'm paying for someone just to wash. The, they might as well just like wash it and then just dump it back into the bag and not fold it. Because here's what happens. So I uh, I pull out everything and my t-shirts, half of them are inside out <laughs> or or folded the wrong way. So you don't actually know what is on your t-shirt. Because it's not like I just have, you know, primary colors. I have things that are on like my Three's Company t-shirt or- You have way too many uh, Hot Topic type- Shut up. Uh, yes, you graphic mean my, camp, my Camp Crystal Lake t-shirt. Anyway, wow. so the point is, we'll get into that in a second. Okay. They're folded the wrong way. So when you pull them out, the the image is uh, folded. On the inside. Right. Yeah. Or they're literally inside out. Wow. Which I don't send them to them inside out to avoid this particular- um, thing. Happening. So what what happens during the process? But do they turn it inside out yes. so that to preserve your graphic tee? No, because it's every it's like every other one is folded a completely different way. One's folded inside out. One's folded right. Oh. One's upside down. One and then my socks. They just were like, we're not going to put them together. So they should call it M M&M and M and I give up. Kind of. I mean, I know this is like first world problems, but it's like if I'm just paying you thirty dollars to do my laundry. Would it would it kill a you? A little bit to, of effort. I'm not even. I'm not even asking you to. You don't. You you know. You don't even have to put it back in the bag. I will go there myself and pick it up if it's just on the floor and folded. I've only ever once dropped my own laundry off to be done. You do this every week? No, I don't do it that often. Okay, you just do it when you just have no time to. That is such right. a New York thing to do. It is. We are outsourcing everything. Like if we could outsource chewing, we would. I would. I do feel like Seamless could could offer that service sooner or later, where they just chew and spit the food into your mouth. Yeah, you mean kind of like what Alicia Silverstone used to do to her kid? She'd chew oh! it first, and then baby bird. Ah, ah! I knew I didn't like her. <laughs> everything about her. I think we should try it. Why don't you get? Like, All right, somebody some get of- me a Twinkie. <laughs> No, it's got to be kale or something very natural and organic. That we oh, oh, she really like baby bird feeds her kid. Yeah. So when I was growing up, my mom, since there's eight of us, my mom had like her own laundromat downstairs. So she would she'd have her washer dryer, like she'd have her the sink, the washer dryer, and then a giant counter <gasps> where um, a fluff and fold area, kind of. Mm-hmm. But then it was stacked by kid. So like that's fantastic. Maureen, Look, Colin, Kelly, if you buddy. have eight kids, you got to get organized real yeah. fast. I would put you in a box. Like I would put the children in a labeled box. How would yeah. you keep them? I can't take care of myself. How did she do that? And then she had, um, uh, she'd hang everything that needed to be hung in like rows and mm-hmm. then off of a pipe. It was literally, it, it was I don't know how she did it. That's see, you were spoiled by that service, and now when you go to M M&M, and M, you expect the same thing, and you were like, "There is a well, woman." This is yours, mine, and ours. What? Do you know yours, mine, and ours? No. Lucille Ball, Henry Fonda, with uh, she's got like eight kids. He's got eight kids, and they get married. You've said some oh. gay things before, but that might be the gayest thing, even gayer than Mitzi Gaynor. 
Wow. Wow. I'll take it. Maybe Yours, I'll, mine, maybe and ours. Uh, oh, wait. wait, did, wait I did saw they, that. Didn't they do the remake of that with um, Dennis Quaid? Dennis Didn't Quaid I watch and, uh, this with you? What's her name? Oh Dennis Quaid and... They did a remake with Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. You could have picked anybody and you're like, Dennis Quaid. Her name is the Thomas Crown Affair. Renee Thompson. Oh. Renee Russo. Renee Russo and Dennis Quaid. Would they be famous now? If they came of age right now, do you think those people would be famous? Yeah. Or really? What are they? What are they? They're sort of like the almond milk of That's cinema. What are you talking uh, about? Fair. Oh, I was talking to somebody about being um, an organ donor. <laughs> I I really hesitated when when I had to fill out my license and check the organ donor spot only because I thought, oh, they're going to be disappointed when they open me up and find that they can't use anything in there. They're like, everything is so small. <laughs> everything looks like beef jerky. <laughs> I guess we could give it to one of the schools and for the replacement plastic parts. Maybe we could rehydrate this liver. I don't know. I can't find a heart anywhere. Oh, wait. It's in her thigh. Oh, there it is. It's oh, in her good. throat. Yeah, it just fell all the way down. Do you know that you have to get another ID? Do you, have you heard about the enhanced ID? You just told me about this. What the hell? Did I? If you fly now or something, you have to yes. get a whole different. Oh God! Does this mean I need to take another picture? Because I'm going. It's like two hours. It takes like two. Uh, everyone that has been going to get this is. It takes two hours, and you can't really avoid it. What is this? I don't exactly know, but I have to do it for six different people that no. aren't myself. Wait a minute! Everybody's got to do this, or just like the one percent? What the hell's going Everybody on? Everybody does. What By next in order October. to fly, we need a separate ID. I think so, yeah. Oh God. At what point do we get to pick the picture? At what point do I get to give them like a nice filtered, angled, none of this straight on stuff? You know what I think is like unreal? Is that people are like, do you have your social security card card? I'm like, I think I do. I, I have I have somehow managed to keep this tiny piece of paper Your for a lifetime, life. but yeah. I can't find like a CD. If I buy a pair of sunglasses, I guarantee you I'm losing them by the end of that day. Mm-hmm. Yet that little gamey, and it's gross. It's like covered in, in crap from 1993. Uh-huh. That little piece of paper has stayed with me my whole life. Why can't I be that good about anything else? I don't, I don't understand. Like, Treat I'm, umbrellas like your social it's security. It's not even card. like a re- like. It's just. It's basically like. It's not even laminated. I know. I was just gonna say no <laughs> lamination. There was no because I don't think you can I legally laminate no. your social security card. You can't do that, and you can't do that to your birth certificate. And they and, and the second you're born, you are issued this little card, and they say to you, "Here, little one, keep this with you at yep. all times." No, no, don't try to improve it. No, no lamination. No. Keep this in it's 2019. Like, it's like here's the stamp. Hold on to it for the rest of your life. It's like a cocktail napkin you're given at birth, and it just gets gamey, and it stays in your wallet, and it moves from wallet to wallet when you change I that. I don't put it in my wallet anymore. How many people have gone through five husbands or wives yet still have their social security yeah, card? It's insane. Like I've lost my home, but can't I have we just my be social chipped? security card. I mean, let, let's just scan me. At this point, I would assume if we can chip our animals, why can't we just get one in our neck and, and be done with it? I mean. I need it, a tracker on me all the time. Why? Who's looking for you? I I assume Jim. No. I assume if somebody takes me- No, he just shook his head no. I never liked that guy. 
Enough about your social security card, <laughs> which would you like to share the number online right now? It is. Oh. <gasps> Welcome to Dear Pod, <laughs> the, the Comedy, Comedy Podcast. Podcast. Yes, I am your host, Renee Russo. Oh, we're switching genders. No, wait, no, wait. I, I am your host, Randy Quaid, the better of the Quaid brothers. Yes, and I am Tina Yothers. Oh! This is Dear, Dear Pod. Yes, we are coming to you from the Maha Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Joe's barbecue foot massage. Joe's barbecue foot massage. Better come down here, get some of this shit. <laughs> Joe's barbecue foot massage. The best hybrid business I have ever heard in my life. It makes total sense. Somebody touch my feet while I'm eating a rack of ribs, please. If someone was touch. If someone was massaging me while I was eating, I would probably have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I really just got the visual in my head of like like half a, a chicken and then just somebody touching. If anybody touches my feet, I'm going to throw up. Oh, God. You know how I feel. I love a foot massage. No petties, please. No petties. No petties, So please. we're bringing you old school wisdom to new school problems, throwing it back to the write-in advice columns from days gone by and trying our hand at giving you advice. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> All of that is what is, you have just stated is, is fact. Good, good. That is fact stating. So please write to us at darepodofficial at gmail.com if you have any advice questions. And hey, where Why else can follow- they find us? They can follow us on the World Wide Web, on Face page. On the WWWs? Yes. On the Insta Twittergrams? <laughs> yes. On, on the And f- wherever you can Feasters? find a podcast. So on iTunes and uh, with Stitcher Spotify and, it's and Google Play and the yeah and MySpace and oh and, and Friendster, Friendster. <laughs> remember Friendster <laughs> oh my god somewhere so Friendster innocent. is is sitting in a corner smoking a Virginia Slim and going I was here first bitch <laughs> what about Tom from MySpace does he is he out of a job now well, He's on I the don't unemployment think he, line. And he always was wearing that same shirt, so I don't think he was doing very well. <laughs> and, and he was in like somebody's basement. It looked like he was keeping girls there tied up. There was there was always that gamey back white wall. It looked like it had somebody wrote on it, like for Hi. a good time. Hey, where's Tom these days? He's hanging out with Dave, who teaches you guitar. Is that his name? Dan. 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 Oh my god. Dan Smith teaches you guitar and hangs out with Tom. These are the Q-level celebrities. Dr. Zismore. Where's Dr. Zismore? The the guy on the subway? Yes. Dr. Zismore and his wife, who looked like she was doing the Ascot Gavotte. It was the weirdest <laughs> picture of her ever. It's like, if you want your skin to look like you're in a 1940s musical, visit Dr. Zismore and put on this weird hat. Like, look up Dr. Zismore's wife sometime. Look up Dr. Zismore. Oh, my God. That is, this is frightening. Are you looking up Dr. Zismore's wife? No, I'm looking up him. Oh, That's yeah. That's present day yeah. versus what's on the subway. Yeah, he's like, I'm a great dermatologist because I remove the skin of my clients and put it over my own face. This looks like a, a candle at Vincent Price's house. <laughs> That's what this man looks like. <laughs> he is not the best face of his Wait, own are business. are you thinking that this woman right here? No, that is definitely a woman who's on the side of a milk carton. <laughs> Dr. Zismore. You may have seen her in a well underneath Buffalo Bill's house, but she just has all of her acne cured oh, by Dr. Zismore. Look up Alexandra Zismore. 
Doesn't that sound like she's on Guiding Light? Alexandra Zismore. Alexandra. What'd I say? Alexander. You know what? It's early. Oh, my God. I've had a really tough week. week. But look, hey, you were at my show this week, which reminds me. I was at Caroline's on Broadway for the headmistress, Erin McGuire. (laughs) I was your headmistress, and I said, you sit there and laugh at my face while I teach you some things about life. I had such a blast at Caroline's. I just want to thank everybody. I want to thank you all for coming out. All right, Sally Field. And supporting me. You really kind of enjoyed me, especially the woman from uh, Monterey, California, who was in the front row wearing pearls and ordering a very loud Sauvignon Blanc as soon as I entered the stage. This is the best way to start any show. Erin McGuire! Woo! Screaming! Yes! (laughs) Shipping up to Boston! (laughs) Thank you, thank you, silence. I'll have a pepperoni pizza <laughs> and another glass of Sauvignon Blanc. Could you please? It was the best. Jeffrey way. will have the burger, please. Something was something was up with her husband, though. I don't think that he heard the show. He was right there in the front row. He I couldn't have been any closer if he were inside me. And uh, did you try it? I tried. Believe me, I tried. After the show, I was like, if you guys are looking for a third, you know they're kinky. I came after them. <laughs> I couldn't not. You can't not when you like When you sat down, I was like, here we go. She's like, fuck the You're like, fuck the set. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked to the woman from Monterey who was grabbing her pearls. Look, she looked like she was having a good time. I she don't looked think like her- she was doing, doing like a Ben Franklin reenactment. With oh, that. I- <laughs> they both had like the same wig that they, like a very expensive wig. <laughs> Like, I loved you in 1776. They're like, if here's how you take care of your gray, folks. We take it off and we wash it. Like, they, it was the most perfect, beautiful gray hair I've ever seen. It was. Other than at, like, Miracle on 34th Street. It was so well maintained. And, and after the show, I thanked her for signing the Declaration of Independence. And I love your shoes and socks. <laughs> Are those knickers you're wearing? That's very strange. It's a very high button collar. Yes. And uh, I really did think that it was a weekend at Bernie's thing going on because the husband was technically there and present, but I, I don't think that he heard anything I said. I don't or, think he did either. Um, but they were a very good target and a, and a lot of fun. And they were good. She was a good sport about it. The best part was when she says, you keep calling me Monterey, but my name is Kathleen. No and- one gives a shit, Kathleen. <laughs> your name is Monterey. So sit there Eat your and throw that pizza. pizza down your gullet and enjoy it. Now laugh hard and stop talking to the girls behind you. <laughs> I love that she was put at a table with those like girls from Idaho or something. They were great. Like everybody was a great sport. Everybody was a phenomenal audience. It was. The, it was great. It was great. Everybody was there from beginning to end, which, you know. Why do people leave? Like mentally there. You see, oh. you can see everything. You're, if you're savvy and you look around and you actually take people and you see if they they check out uh-huh. at any point, but but you know, oh, I definitely checked out. Oh, I knew you did because I saw exactly where you were sitting, and <laughs> and and my jewels had VIP tickets. Which I meant saw. That I was had, behind him. Oh, I know he had open bar. I think he was buying for everybody who was around him. What do you want? What do you want? Want vodka? I had a Moscow mule. That's oh, what I had. That was your cocktail of the night. Mm-hmm. Good for you. You went. 
You went so far into the the sweet, basic Becky drinks. I'm so proud. So, Everybody was amazing for coming out. Thank you. Thank you for that. If we have any new listeners as a result, um, I thank you for, for accepting our postcards that we yeah. dropped on all the tables for you Dear You found Pod. us. You found us online. Congratulations. You figured out the World Wide Web. <gasps> what? Star sighting at your show. <gasps> your, your friend from USA. Dance Party USA. I nearly- <laughs> God. I nearly melted into the floor. Is that how she introduced herself to you? That she was on Dance Party USA? I I believe isn't that how you and Jim isn't didn't you introduce me to her? Uh Gail. Our friend Gail, who is listening right now. I know her husband is a huge fan of the pod, and I thanks I thank her. I thank Oh yeah, because he showed me her. a picture of her on Dance Party USA and I um I was like I was totally just taken back to my my parents' house, like watching it. Yeah. Yeah. We oh my just, God. It was fan. Her hair was fantastic in that picture too. Look, I roll in very impressive circles. Yes, we've got her headshot in our She's in the bathroom. Yes, we're keeping her gagged and and tied up, hog tied. <laughs> like what? We, wait, what? we like to and keep we have a Gail special guest. Kale's in the bathroom. Yay! She's been there since the show. <laughs> <laughs> since Dance Party USA, <laughs> yes, since since I came out on this podcast as being a dancer on Club La Bumba. No matter what anybody else was talking about, I was like, I was like, I was just meeting Judith Light. I was like, <laughs> you, oh my God, I'm like, you are on. I love that that took your breath away, that everybody really, else around you disappeared and you only saw Gail in a cloud. It's true. A foggy cloud of filtered 1980s Dance Party USA filming techniques. Why would a, like why would we all tune in to watch other people dance? <laughs> We're doing it right now. We're tuning in to We're, listen the to reality people show. Talk. Oh, the uh, dancing with like the, a, but you're a fly on the stars. wall at like at, at, at like Pasha. Like what a weird thing to want to watch people do. Just watch other people dance with other people, and that was all. Maybe because we just secretly just want to dance with somebody. Just want to feel the heat with somebody. Hey. Hey, I want to dance with somebody. With somebody who loves me. I think that this is a niche market that we should look at filling. <gasps> dance party podcast. We, what we just we would just have to comment on people. Yeah, dancing? no, no. But it would be. Is she okay, or does she step on a live wire? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna play music, and then I'll narrate what you're doing. Well, she he's putting his hands above his head like Anne Margaret. He's thrusting. He, he put his hand upon her hip, and when he dipped, she dipped. We dip. I don't know. Oh, that was very good. That's because it's a song. I know. We don't yeah. have any original thoughts, you and I. God, no. Yes, I do. Oh, wait. I do have original thoughts. They come in the form of podcast. And this week, our theme is everybody's favorite, religion. People oh, love to talk about religion, don't I you? love religion, were especially. You raised, were you Catholic? Were. I always talk about it after after the fact, like this what? happened to you. You know, I really hate this type of question. You know my first and my last name. It of was course I of was. Of course you were Catholic. You come from a family of 53. Nobody believed in the rhythm method over there? No, and they should have. I, of course I'm Catholic. I was raised Catholic. My mom would prefer it if I went to church every day. I think it bothers her that I don't. I do live near a church, so I assume that is the same thing. That counts. I've heard the same stories over and over and over again. I sort of read the Bible. Water into wine, don't kill anybody, it's blah, blah, It's a really blah. great story. It's a translation of a translation of something that was overheard on the subway sometime 
a gazillion years ago that someone wrote down in the back of a matchbook and said, I think this is correct. I think he said this thing. Religion is the ultimate telephone game. How the hell do these people write anything down? With what? Blood. So um, my confirmation name, fun fact, is Hilaria. That's your. That's the name. Uh, yeah, and before is it in Alec Baldwin married that three-year-old Hilaria? It was not on anybody's radar. It it's definitely not on mine because I thought you were there was another name after Hilaria because no. I thought you had a mini stroke and were trying to say the word hilarious. This is how much of an awesome jackass teenager I was that they gave us, and this is true. When, when you have to pick your confirmation name, everybody's like picking their grandmother's name, something classy, you know, timeless, Mary, Catherine, whatever. And uh, they gave us a book of saints' names, and I opened up to my birthday. So it's whatever person was sainted on your birthday. So on December 3rd, which, by the way, I accept gift cards. Oh, good to know. Saint Hilaria was on December 3rd. And because I am a funny person, I thought, yes, well, that's it's debatable. a sign I'm Hilaria. And so there, there you go. My mother was was upset by this. I can, she sunk in her pew when they said my name. But in the eyes of the Lord, when I meet him at the pearly gates, right the before they thinking. right before they open up that chute that brings you directly like a fire a fireman's pole. You mean like Veruca? <laughs> Every week we do make a reference to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We cannot help ourselves. I think we can. This week's theme is religion. So let's see what the ladies have to say and what their thoughts are on religion. On religion. All right. Start us off. All right, Sister Sledge. What is that? You say that to me all the time and I don't know who she is. I, I mean, I, I can't, don't know who Sister Slash is. is this a, like, why is everybody shaking their head at me? What did I do wrong? Because you don't know anything. It's but offensive. But it's I'm like someone pretty. that farts in your eyes. <laughs> Just gross. Look it up. If, if you've heard it so many times, you haven't looked it up. Stop, How stupid stop, are you? Stop. I just who's farting in your eyes. Why? Why is it somebody who's like ass to face level? Like you're on, you're like on on the end train, and somebody that's what rip in your eyes. I have more questions. Sister Sledge, they sang, "We are family." I've got all my sisters oh, and me. I guess I'm not a gay man. You don't have to be gay. You have to be breathing to know that. <laughs> I had to be farting in somebody's eyes. <laughs> You're I'm so hot. stupid. Oh, but goddamn it, I'm pretty. I mean, oh. it's one of the most popular songs at pretty much any like gathering. Yeah, yeah, I, then, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of the song. I've heard it at every GD prom I've ever been to, and everybody gets so excited about it. Or family reunion. I, I don't or, like it. I don't like the song. So I never bothered to learn who sang it. So sue me. So fart in my eyes and call me Sally. <laughs> All right, Sally, let me just undo my pants. <laughs> you have to undo your pants. Otherwise, oh. you'll never get any like particles that could come out with it. <laughs> We're five years old. Good luck. All right, here we go. The Gazette, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Monday, November 5th, 1984. It is entitled, Jewish Widower's Goat, Ghost Torments Catholic Woman. I thought I'd hit two and one. (laughs) 
Jewish woman's goat. Her goat. <laughs> Ghost. Dear Abby, I have a problem. A very big one. For three years, I was tormented by a Jewish ghost who thought I was his wife. <laughs> I moved into the apartment where he and his wife once lived. They both died, but he kept coming back to the apartment to be near her. After three years, I just couldn't take it anymore, so I moved. Well, he followed me, and now I'm right back where I started. Abby, how can I get rid of him? I'm a widow, and I'm not even Jewish. I'm Catholic! Signed, Kathleen in the Bronx. Oh, God, I can't wait to hear the answer. I didn't know that a one. Kathleen would live in the Bronx. I know, and but much less in the home of a Jewish ghost. Right, or a goat. I know. Dear Kathleen, have you told your priest about this? If not, please tell him at once. He may be able to arrange an exorcism to rid you of this quote-unquote Jewish ghost. She can't be serious. Let, let me tell you this. If a ghost visited me once, I would not wait three years to do something about it <laughs> because I probably would have I, I probably would have killed myself. There would be an errand-shaped hole in the wall of that Bronx apartment. Yes. Uh, there's so much to unpack. I mean, we can talk about ghosts visiting you, but specifically a Jewish ghost like Henny Youngman shows up and does a set or something. I don't know, but- like, How do you know he's Jewish? How do you know this ghost is Jewish? Clearly, she's had some. She's not telling us the other half of the story. Did it show up and say you haven't eaten your gefilte fish? <laughs> how, I, there's, there's more to how how you figure out this ghost is Jewish. I don't know. Maybe he was talking about his daily rituals. Maybe he was talking about going to temple and and talking about how cold it is in there. I don't. And saying don't things know. like, "I'm worried sick about." You. She's like, "I'm Kathleen from the Bronx. I'm not Moira." There isn't matzo in heaven, okay? I don't know who you are. Hey, lady. Why do I automatically <laughs> assume that a, a Jewish ghost would sound like Jerry Lewis? I don't know. Wow. Is Was Jerry it Sammy Lewis Davis Jr.? 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 <laughs> it's a Jr. ghost. If you like Sammy Davis Jr., you'll love Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> <laughs> if you love Giorgio, you'll love Primo. If you love Giorgio, you love Giorgio. <laughs> those, those imposter perfumes. I'm still recovering from Caroline, so if I'm missing some vowels, I get a pass this week. Oh, okay. I mean, it's been a couple days. I know, but still, I'm still hungover. Oh. I'm, <laughs> I, I want to know if she took her seriously. Like, oh, then talk to your priest about how to give an exorcism to it. Would that work? Would a Catholic priest doing an exorcism on a Jewish ghost take? I severely doubt it. You know that Jewish ghost would be like, I'm still here. I'm still here. Go ahead. Try to get rid of me. I dare you. Who is this Who? guy with this Nehru collar on? What is he doing <laughs> with that with that oil? Oh, you got water on me. Ah, that ah. boy is far too young for that adult man. God, you got it in my eyes. You fought it in my eyes. <laughs> that better be water in my face. <laughs> Father so-and-so. You Jewish ghost. Gazuntite. Oh, that was just that was just water. Okay. And three years later, she's deciding three to do something about years. it. Three years. Three years. Well, I mean, you give them a pass for a while. You'd let the you let them R really? stay. Okay. How long did it take for someone? Uh, in Poltergeist to be like, something's off. It took a long time. It didn't take three years. It was probably a couple days. No, no. It took them way longer than that in that movie. I would say weeks. Think about all the, the things with like, 
If you were in your kitchen and your kid were sliding across the floor, wouldn't you be out the door in two seconds? I'd be out the door in two seconds if I had a kid in my kitchen. Then they talked about ordering pizza. Who did? When she slid across the floor and they were like, maybe we should get takeout. And everybody's cool about that. Everybody's casual. There's a ghost in your house that's moving your child from one side of the room to the other. And they're only talking about what they're going to get from Pizza Hut. I think you're... I don't think you're- No, I'm remembering this completely accurately. I may not have half my vowels, but I remember Is, that Are you scene. sure you're not confusing it with the the <coughs> paranormal activity of the chairs being reassembled in the in the house? Um, No, I'm not confusing it. That was, But wouldn't you be out the door if you turned the corner and all your chairs were stacked neatly on top of each other, barely hovering on? Like, wouldn't you be gone right then? Listen, I don't want to live in a cul-de-sac anyway. So it'd be very strange that I was there because that was like a witness protection program. <laughs> so right then and there. Uh, also, I would never want to live in a cookie cutter neighborhood where every house looks exactly the same. Wouldn't do it. Well. Wouldn't have a problem. Shame on you because you have a cemetery underneath your house. Uh, there is a so. cemetery in New Jersey on either side of a route. And I get creeped out when I drive by there because I'm like, I severely doubt this highway was here before these people were. If it's right, th- yeah. Mm-hmm. You only move the headstones. Ah! You son of a bitch, you moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies, didn't you? You son of a bitch, you left the bodies and you only moved the headstones. You only moved the headstones. Greg T. Nelson, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I, I just farted not- in your eyes. That scared the crap out of me. <laughs> That scared the oh ever It was like I had a milkshake and walked on the street. I just shit myself. Oh my God, <laughs> that beef jerky just came out of me in the same way that it went in my mouth. That scared the tar out of me. And I'm so glad that you have that, just that you can press that at any time. And that confirms to me once and for all, he is one of our finest American actors. Did you hear how he screamed why? I, I love <laughs> Craig T. Nelson. I do too. I don't love Rene Russo or Dennis Quaid, but I love Craig T. Nelson, and I will go to the mat for him any day. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Dennis Quaid, but Rene Russo, I, I am. This is the Times Advocate from Escondido, California, which is not Monterey. Escondido. May 11th, 1970. Ooh. Catholics not opposed to donating body. Dear Ann Landers, I am married to a Roman Catholic. Marie, oh wait, this is a guy. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. I am married to a Roman Catholic. Marie comes from a very devout family. She not only believes deeply in her religion, but she lives it. Marie's mother has decided to give her body to science after she passes away. She is not a well woman, and it could happen any day. Marie is against it. She claims it would be breaking the laws of the church. Her mother says it doesn't seem reasonable. She feels this final act would be a genuine contribution to mankind. I've inquired to two local priests about the church ruling in such matters, but my mother-in-law wants the word of a top-level church authority. Can you ask someone? I thought he was going to say, and you're a top-level church authority, (laughs) Anne. Signed, Robert S. Robert S. S. For Satan. Dear Robert, will the president of Notre Dame University do? Reverend Theodore (laughs) Hesburgh provided the following answer. There is no prohibition what... There is no prohibition whatever against giving one's body to science after death. In fact, doing so might be looked upon as an act of virtue, since it makes it possible for the training of medical students in anatomy. 
I have heard it is the custom in some Catholic medical schools for the students working on a body to offer a mass at the end of the semester for the repose of the soul of the person whose body was used. Man. Would you donate your body to science? I mean, I don't know if anyone wants it, but sure. Totally what am I going to do with it? I farm you for some good items. What would I do with it? Like, w- w- I mean, I'm not going to be buried anywhere. You're going to have to rehydrate everybody's livers. I mean, if you're not going to put me in a, in a wood shredder, then yeah. Then you can have it? Yeah, but I really would like someone after I die just to like go to some like, I don't know, like Upper East Side outdoor wedding but- and then just aim the wood chipper at the whole congregation. And then throw my body in. You've talked just, about this before. Yeah. You have like very that. specific wants for your corpse after well, this whole thing Well, that's just one of two things I'm trying to workshop. I don't know. I probably have to talk to a lawyer. But they're they're not even, uh, I think they're just doing it for medical research. Yeah. So wouldn't God be okay with that? Do you think God's like, well, I've already got the soul. You can keep that vessel down there. Well, I mean, again, this goes back to the translation of that comic book that everybody is so hell-bent on. <laughs> The Bible? The Bible. <laughs> oh my God, it's my favorite. It has words like wham and zoom in it. I mean, I, I, so there are some religions that you're not supposed to be buried like without, you You have to be buried intact, otherwise you're not- Considered whole. Right. So in the afterlife, that's very not Egyptian, right? In um, Egypt, they would take all of their bits and pieces out, put them in little urns, and bury them- with them in their tomb. Is that correct? Yes. Are you sure? So that in the afterlife, what? You can go around and, and find these things in jars and have to put them back in your it's body? It's like the candy man. Who can make the sunshine? A little bit of liver. Take out your kidneys. <laughs> treat them like a speed bag and punch them all the day. The candy man can. Who can taste your testes? <laughs> Sprinkle them with you. Take out your large intestine and use it like a jump rope. The candy man can. Just have that visual of someone jump roping with someone's intestine. <laughs> they just, wow, yeah. this is long. Flap, flap. <laughs> wow, they were right. It is 23 feet. Just don't squeeze it too tight. Otherwise, something's going to come out. Yep. Ooh, stink berry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the thought is behind. I remember studying Egypt. I was obsessed with Egypt when I was in Me sixth too. grade. Why were we obsessed with Egypt? Because it was pretty. Well, it's pretty, pretty wrought with issues now, I mm. think. I don't know. I still have, I, I would like to go see the pyramids. I could do that. Why? But burying in Egypt, let me just look this up because I'm curious about it now. Oh, yeah. That just seems like really complicated. I know. If they're already dead, just cut them open and take them out. Do we have to? But you want to keep the, the vessel intact. Then s- turn them over and cut them through the back. Yep. Insert a hook or a hole near the <laughs> nose and pull out the brain. Make a cut on the left side of the body near the tummy and remove all organs. Beep. Let the organs dry. Place them in canopic jars. I so that in the afterlife, then you have like the vessel, but there's nothing in there. So maybe you can start from scratch and start filling things up. You put candy in there. Like a frozen yogurt machine. Yeah. I do have like chocolate, have vanilla, a few chocolate sprinkles up mm-hmm. in there. Maybe some gummy bears. Some Funyuns. Funyuns. Yeah. Say Funyuns. Funyuns. Why did you really hit the yawns? I don't know. First of all, there's shit. no O in Funyuns. Who gives a shit? <laughs> You know who does? 
Sammy Dubis Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. wants you to pronounce If you like Sammy Davis Jr., you'll love Sammy Davis Jr. Now appearing in the Skyline Lounge. Sponsored by Funyons. <laughs> and Primo. <laughs> oh, if yeah. If you can't afford Giorgio, you probably can afford Primo. And if you can't afford Primo, then you probably shouldn't be listening to this television. Then broadcast. go and get some Jean Nate. <laughs> Jean Nate? Jean Nate, isn't that how it's pronounced? No. What is wrong with you? <laughs> You haven't hit any. You're like an Wait. imposter. Where the fuck are you? Jean Nate, it's Gina Tay. Look, Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> goes to Madame Tussauds and uh, puts on his Jean Nate while eating a croissant. Listen, I am not the smartest person on the fucking planet, but Tell I have been raised it. by television and I know that it's not Jean Nate. <laughs> Don't cro- try to class this thing up, it comes in a plastic bottle. <laughs> Gina Tay. And it rips off the first five after, layers of your skin. It's the after bath splash that everybody never needed. I thought you were going to call it an afterthought. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, my family pronounces it Jean Nate. Then and they're, they're from Boston. I don't give a... What does that mean? <gasps> that reminds me. I almost totally forgot. What? About the moth report. Well. Oh my God, it's time. Speaking of Jean Nate. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for the. Can I get the ticker tape? Time for the moth report. Coming to you direct from Boston, Massachusetts. It's time to call my mother and find out what the weather is like where she's standing. Let's give a call. All right. And now we can confirm once and for all if it's pronounced Jean Nate. I know what it's called. I don't need your mother to tell me what it's called. I, I, I want to see how she pronounces it. This this is a big episode for me now. It's a lot of pressure. What if she doesn't pick up one of these days? It could happen. Today is the day. Hello. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am fine. Where are you well, in actually, the world? Well, actually, I'm not good. I'm, I've got a head cold, and it's miserable here, and oh. I'm in the parking lot at Wilson's Farm, and I lost your father. Oh! They're giving out free food, so I'll never see him. <laughs> God, it's give because out it's free sample now, day at Wilson you know, Farm. Giving out, they're giving out, like, uh, free uh, cantaloupe and uh, fruit and stuff like that, and then they have... If you go at lunchtime, which I take them down there sometimes because they give out like sausages and things like that, and I don't have to feed them. It's awesome. awesome. I love to get out to this place, but it's crazy mob today. You starve him for three days and then you set him loose on the good people of Wilson Farms? Yes, yes, yes. It's totally worth it. Oh. I lose him in there. And it's then... like tailgating. Kind of, yeah. By by bites. <laughs> they, only do, they only give you a bite. I'm starving but when I leave there. It's enough to qualify as a lunch. Exactly. So That's whatever. why people go to Costco instead of, you know, actually paying for food. <laughs> yes. It's impossible to get out of these uh, parking lots, though, because it's so crowded. So I'm glad to just be sitting here. Hi. Hello. She loved a free sample will be written on your epitaph. Yes. Well, totally. hello. How are you? Oh, well, like I said, I have a head cold. Oh, but that's I'm right. I forgot. Um, wait, I, I have a question for you before we go any further. Okay. Pronounce this word for me. Okay. J-E-A-N-N-A-T-E. Jeanette. Oh, wait, no, no. <laughs> let, me get, <laughs> let me get a little more. 
There was a perfume, a perfume from like the seven after bath splash. Jean de Tay. What? She said it how I told you it. Wait, wait, say that again. Say that again. My sister calls it Jean de Tay. There we go. I always. I am not crazy. Somebody in my family pronounced it Jean Nate. We're having an argument about how these words are pronounced. Patrick, weigh in. Yes. Well, because your mother just told you what she calls it. But my aunt says Jean Nate. So you've already told me that your mother called it that. So you're wrong. A spray of Nate. No, I said my family. My family calls it Jean Nate. Yep. Yeah. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. I said someone in my family says Jean Nate. Okay. Well, I can't really. I can't really. I honestly can't take your daughter seriously as she's been factually inaccurate this entire episode so far. I I have had issues with my vowels. I will admit that. uh If it helps, if it helps at all, she also calls Jay Leno. (laughs) She calls my aunt calls Jay Leno. Jay Leno. (laughs) You go to Epcot once. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wasn't there another one? How else did you Jay Jay Leno? (laughs) Yeah, well, Hector. Jay Leno, but there was there's another thing that she pronounces wrong, right? There's, there's other things that she says. I know. I'm gonna have to find out because she pro- she pronounces everything. She a says everything different. wrong. That's right. Okay, yeah. so I that Jay Leno loves to wear that Jean Nate. Who is yeah, right, Jay Leno? Yeah. And we used to buy her that for Christmas every year. It was like a spray of Nate, uh, Nate <sighs> on a rope. That shows you how much faith <laughs> like, you have in your French product that you have to put it on a rope. Because they use it in prison. Rope or whatever. Oh uh, my God. It was, they had a whole array of Nate. products that would nauseate you. Uh, and that was pretty much all there was. It was like that or... Uh, there wasn't much perfume back in the day. You had to pick what was available. <laughs> An array of Nate back in the An day. An array of Nate, yes. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for at least justifying my pronunciation of Jean Nate. Jean Nate, yes. You're, you're being so uh, European, so continental. I'm very French. Uh, totally Jean Nate. Uh, <laughs> That's what we should have said when we were over in France. All right. So yeah. give me the weather of, of where you're standing right now. How are things looking outside? It is outside? horrible. Horrible. It's, the sky is gray. It's 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 uh, misting out. Everything is wet. There are leaves on the ground. It's making me sick. Oh, and, and how long is this going to stick around? What? How long will this weather stick around? Uh, well, we're supposed to get sunshine back tomorrow. There's a nasty low off the coast. There's spinning and pulling in all these these clouds and it's making for a mess i don't know how it is in your neck of the woods is oh the you haven't been now? stalking new jersey and new york no i haven't had time i had to go shopping i couldn't wait for you oh i had to go and do my stuff you know I'm i am done. so I sorry well i will send you jean nate on a rope just to make up for for your busy schedule this <laughs> week oh my you god know, now you- i'm gonna go home and and, and google John Nate and see what's available now. I, I wonder, wonder if Jean's husband was named John. Just sidebar. Um, so we can only expect rain for this coming week? Uh, no, no. It, it, it's going to be kind of like hit and miss sunshine and clouds uh, and maybe an occasional shower. But uh, as far as today, you can kiss that goodbye. It's miserable. What's the dew so, point? 
well, it, when it's like this, it's almost like 100% because you've got the same moisture in the air as it's falling on your head. It's, it's, it's pointless to look at the dew point today. Oh, okay. It's so you don't you don't clock day. the dew bad, point when it's raining. Okay. I think I'm going to cut my hair today when I get home. Oh, Jesus, God. Well, we thank you for giving us the <laughs> weather welcome. report where you are. I Feel hope- better. I'm sorry it's not better, but you it's guys It's fantastic. That's everything. Oh, really, we just wanted to call you to to confirm Jean Nate. Aggravate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you have fun at Wilson's and Wilson's and go get yourself some some. I gotta uh, go find your father. Never mind that. He's still eating in there. So I'll catch up with you later. All right. Go eat some kielbasa. All right. Bye, Patty. Bye. Bye, Jim. Bye. Love you guys. Love you. See you love you. I love you. And I love that Jean Nate. It's Chinate. <laughs> Do you really want to like, make her sound like I she like, lives in a, a trailer? I like Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> Give my mother an inch. It's hysterical. Well, we thank you for the moth report out there listening. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Already in progress. Of religion. What's your next article? All right. It We've been at it for a while from, today. Uh, I'm definitely going to butcher this. Okay. Nashua Telegraph, Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua. Nashua. Oh my God, this whole episode is the most fantastic episode of mispronunciations. Well, first of all, everything that you mispronounced <laughs> is like, everyone should know this. But I should that. not know this because I've never been to New Hampshire. I've never... Uh, Visited this newspaper before, so you, are you can going suck to New it. Hampshire with me, and everybody should know that it's Nashua, even by looking at it on print. Okay, in print, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> Sammy. Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr., <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Everybody, she, please Liza, go home. We got work to do. No, no, I'm doing it. Do everything. Oh God, please don't put me away. <laughs> hit it, Jr. <laughs> Nashua Telegraph, Nashua, New Hampshire, February 16th, 1970. I believe it was a Monday. Oh. Dear Abby, I understand that you confer with clergymen when it comes to religious matters, so here's one for you to ask a rabbi. We recently buried my father. He and Mama had been married... Mama. This this could be Liza Minnelli. Yeah, Mama. <laughs> I don't even know where my father is right now. It's Vincent Minnelli. He's, he's buried with Mama in that Hollywood cemetery where Sammy Davis Jr. was laid to rest. Good the old- real Sammy's sitting up somewhere in my attic. <laughs> so we recently- I don't know where Sammy Davis Senior is. Senior. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you, honey. I hope you're having a little. I'm gonna go do it with Jean Nate while you're having a little moment here. And just a spray of Jean Nate. Okay. <laughs> I hate this. All right. Going on. <laughs> Dear Abby, I understand that you confer with clergymen when it comes to religious matters. So here's one for you to ask a rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> he was Jewish, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This episode is done. Okay. 
Oh, shit. You sound oh. like my mom. I'm like, you're talking about something. It's like, you know, he's Jewish. <laughs> okay. Just talking about the- Thanks for bringing me up to date on facts I was already aware of. <laughs> we recently buried my father. He and mama have been oh. married nearly 40 years. <laughs> and daddy was always- <laughs> I can't even get this. <laughs> I, I cannot stand when people say daddy and mommy. It drives me bonkers. I know. Especially as adults. Say my mother, my father. <laughs> yeah. Why are you- oh. And daddy always wore the wedding ring that mama gave him. It was his wish to be buried wearing that ring. During his illness, he lost a lot of weight and the ring became loose on his finger, but he wanted so much to wear it until the very end that he wrapped some tape around it. When dad died, oh, interesting. We went from daddy to dad. Oh. When dad died, it came time to bury him. The man at the Jewish at the Jewish mortuary, who was not a rabbi, told mama that according to Jewish law, we come into this world with nothing and we should leave with nothing. So daddy could not be buried with his ring. Of course, my mother felt terrible, but she couldn't do anything about it. So they buried daddy without his ring. What I would like to know is, was that man at the Jewish mortuary right? Or wasn't he? Signed, the daughter. Dear daughter, it is the opinion of rabbis with whom I have dis discussed your letter that although the man at the mortuary quoted Jewish philosophy... It is not Jewish law. But even if it were, the wishes of your mother should have been respected. Too bad your mother didn't consult a rabbi. Oh. Oh. I'm going to kick you in the teeth on the way out. Then did they bury him naked, too, if he's going out the way he came in? <laughs> then I guess he should be put back inside of his mother. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, like a turducken. <laughs> a posthumous turducken. <laughs> we're going to have to dig up his mother. Ooh, this is... She's a tiny woman. And she's buried in her mother. So <laughs> this is really It's like the inception of of death. I <laughs> That should your the wishes of the family should override the people who are working in the home to prep him. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. Did she want to hawk that ring or something? I mean my brain literally just flatlined right now. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, I really just don't really understand. First of all, I don't I don't know why people would want to be buried with anything. Did you ever go to a funeral and then there's just like a bunch of shit in there? And you're like, what is happening? Oh, I would. It's like, I'll put my baseball cards in there and my- uh... So it's lost forever. No, it's like, just where was buried my... near the person. Where did I, where did so I put my ring? Oh, I put it in- In a coffin. I put it in with grandma. Oh, mm. yeah. Can we get it back? That's a bad idea. Grave digging? Why'd you put a Diet Pepsi in there? <laughs> I would love to be buried with just a can of Moxie next to me in case she gets thirsty and it all comes back to poltergeist. And then it explodes inside the casket. When she buries the bird with a Twizzler. I love that. I know. See, I want to be buried with my favorite candy. Starburst. That's all I have to say about this. All right, I'm going to do my next article. In the interest of time, now that we've talked about Sammy Davis Jr. and Cena. Well, Mama was buried. We put her in a bottle of gin because that's all she could fit in. When someone buries me, I just want to be cremated and put in a cocktail shaker. <laughs> I'm going out the way I came in. Buried in Mama. <laughs> ah! All right, my final article, thank Christ. Ooh, apropos for the oh. theme today. <laughs> this comes from the Spokane Chronicle, Spokane, Washington, July 3rd, 1963, a Wednesday. 
I like Wednesday. Don't we all? Religion is needed in the home. Dear Ann Landers, we live next door to a family which has five children. They range from 12 years of age down to three. Our children, who are 11 and 9, would rather be next door than home. They want to sleep there, eat there, and are often included in outings and excursions with the neighbor's children. I have told the mother repeatedly that I feel guilty, adding the burden of our two to her five, but she assures me she doesn't mind, since our children are a pleasure to have around. I fear, however, that the warm relationship is creating a delicate problem. Religion. Our children are becoming more than casually interested in the religion of the family next door. My husband is afraid they may want to change. We have permitted our youngsters to go to church with the neighbors, and they are fascinated with the ritual. Any advice? Signed, BBC. Which means something very specific in porn. (laughs) (laughs) Dear BBC, I've had you inside me like Ann Lantern. Dear BBC, and what is the spiritual climate at your home? Do you and your husband take your children to worship? Do they attend Sunday school? If a child's spiritual needs are not satisfied at home, it is not surprising that he would look elsewhere. I suspect you have been derelict in your duty, and now the neighbor's religion is filling the vacuum. Get busy! What makes you think that the neighbors next door are not part of a cult and are trying to get two children involved in said cult? A. B. I like the idea that they're like philandering kids. If you're not giving them what they want at home, they're going to look elsewhere for it. <laughs> Do you think, I, when I first read this, I was like, oh, the, why would you bring random neighbor children to, to your place of worship unless you were trying to get them part of it? You wouldn't. It, maybe do it once, and that's about it. I'm always, unless, I'm always looking at people with a, sh- a side eye. I'm always thinking people are shady. Because they are. Yeah, especially when it comes to religion and it kind of creeps me out. It's like, why would you bring random neighbor kids to your church with you unless, I don't know. Well, here's the other thing, though. Why would you intentionally lay down and let your husband (laughs) inseminate you and raise something that will rip out of your vagina and then you have to raise it? This is a theme that recurs with you and you keep forgetting that your mother had eight kids. I understand that. And none of us are perfect. And you were the final tear. I was. I was the tear that broke the camel's back. Or her or, rectum. Or whatever. Wow. I didn't come out of a rectum. Maybe well, you let's... should go maybe you should go back. Maybe that <laughs> that science book that you made. Maybe I should really do If you like science, science, you'll love science books. <laughs> Just a hair off of actual science. It's the Aldi. <laughs> it's the Aldi. I am the Aldi of podcasts today. Changing changing meanings one letter at a time. Aldi. <laughs> this peanut butter tastes like penis. That's because it is. This peanut bunker smells strange. <laughs> it smells like Archie Bunker. Hmm. I like Carol O'Connor. I just don't want him on my toast. These scattles are delicious. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, all right. You know what? Enough of this tomfoolery. (laughs) Who's Tom? (laughs) He's he's Sammy Davis Jr.'s long-lost brother. Who's Tom? He's sitting at his awkward desk in front of his creepy white wall, his booger wall. Gross. Really? That's what it looks like. Let's move on. Dingy. (laughs) Moving on, because we're so sappy this week, it's time for... 
Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. doesn't know what she's spelling or thinking or saying this day. Listen to me. What's wrong with her? She probably has an extra chromosome. I really don't know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Lawson or Mall. If you've been tuning in week after week, this is something a little bit different. We're trying. We don't know what Lawsoners are. We know they love them all. So we have taken your, we, we have, t- oh my God, it's all going away. It is. I Go think ahead. I need a cheese stick or Go. something just to bring my levels up. We are taking your listener mail. If you have any questions that need answering, please write to us. Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. We love getting your listener mail. I'm just happy that you got that out. Oh, I had to really take like a deep breath. And, and dear Pit official. At dear Pat official at gmall.com. Cam. So please send us your emails. We love getting them. We love answering your questions, especially when I use all the appropriate vowels and say things correctly. I tighten my sphincter so much just to get all that information out. So please give me a round of applause for that. Thank you. You suck. All right. (laughs) All right. So this week, we've got a couple of listener mails that need some answering. Why don't you kick us off? I really enjoy this first question here. And I'm telling you to kick it off because I'm afraid of what I'm going to say next that's going to be incorrect. Um, Okay. Is there there one that you prefer? I don't don't prefer. You you pick, and I'll just go along with the panches. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Dear Pod, please help me out. My kid wants to buy my kid wants me to buy him a ferret if his grades improve. I had to check the internet to see what a ferret is. Oh brother, I never should have said yes to this creature. It's like a tail with eyes. Whatever happened to a kid wanting a goldfish or a hermit crab? Would I be a terrible person if I got him a fish instead? Would he feel gypped? Signed, ferret please. Oh. Okay. Let well, me just What does Abby have to say? Dear ferret please. Well, Daddy-O, it seems like you made your bed, now you have to lie in it. Why on earth would you promise your kid something without looking into it first? You've just signed yourself up to be the weird family on the block with a fuzzy belt with a mouth for a pet. Congratulations. No one ever says, oh, let me see that cute little ferret of yours. Or, what kind of ferret is that? Chihuahua ferret? Or is that just a wet sock from the laundromat on a leash? I don't like kids, so I don't know why they choose these disgusting creatures over a simple... Of something simple like a goldfish. A little thing that you barely acknowledge acknowledge until that one day when your mom flushes it down the toilet because the tank begins to smell like Cousin Randy. If you choose the bait and switch on him, he may think you're never going to be a man of your word and you'll always let him down. You don't want him to think that right out of the gate, do you, pal? You're going to have plenty of years to disappoint that kid of yours, so hold on tight, ferret man. Go to the pet store or sewage pipe or drainage ditch or wherever one procures a ferret and bring, bring it home to that boy. I am positive he will love that you stuck to your word and went against your own better judgment and bought him that. On the other hand, you can always sabotage that poor tyke and torpedo his grades by having him stay up late and watch Heart to Heart and the Johnny Carson show. If he's anything like yours truly, you'll never have to worry about rewarding your kids for good grades ever again. Let this be a lesson learned, Father Creature. Do your homework before you reward his. 
Nice. Way to bring it in for a landing. Thank you. A landing. <laughs> That's just lovely. I love Knott's landing. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what Anne has to say. Dear fair, I must admit off the bat, the notion of a pet ferret made me want to vomit in my throat. <laughs> the thought of a thin, wiry, weasley-looking rodent in your home dotting under the furniture and your feet and taking a dump in wood chips that you'd have to sift through to find the weasel nuggets in the, like a damn Easter egg hunt in the sm- <coughs> It makes me want to sit down in the shower and wail all of the crying game, then get out and burn all my clothes. I assume you'll agree with me on that. But our opinion of these furry Hickory Farm smoked sausages is moot. <laughs> the issue on the table is whether or not a promise made is a promise kept. Did you tell your child specifically that they could have a ferret? Did you say if you get good grades, you will get a ferret? I'm trying to help you find a way out via semantics here, bub. If you kept it vague and said pet, I would say, hooray, there's your get out of jail free card. No judge or jury would find you guilty for bringing home a beta fish and saying, I promised you a pet, but here he is. But if you said the words, okay, little Sally or Mikey, a non-gender binary conforming name, well... If you do well at school I'll get and get good grades, I'm bringing you home a ferret. A ferret. A hairy tube sock with beady eyes ferret. Then you're in trouble, my friend. I would imagine, as a parent, you would want to set a good example for your kid by keeping your word. If you want them to grow up understanding integrity, the lessons start young. Also, little Connor or Brittany or Pax or Maddox or whatever the hell their name is worked hard at school with the thought of a ferret at the finish line. This deal was a two-way street. Don't dangle a carrot you wouldn't be willing to feed to a ferret. A ferret. God's answer to a pet penis. They look like someone put a rat through a garden hose. Like I wrapped my mink around a paper towel holder. Like a cat that gave up. Shut up. Good luck with your new pet. Anne. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> My friend has pet ferrets. Plural? Yes. Two. <laughs> and Where does and they, one have, they have a hammock. One? They have a cage with a hammock in it. This is like standard issue. Your 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 hammock for your ferret. Oh, because they, they have to relax after a long day with a with Mark Twain and like read something and I just I just want to catch up on my Cosmo and relax in my my ferret hammock. Are they like recreating the set from Gilligan's Island? <laughs> yes, they wanted to feel tropical and relaxing <laughs> in their cage. She puts them on leashes. Leashes dresses well, them. How up. do you put it on a leash? Does it have a neck? How does the leash? In, I don't know. There's no shoulders for it to to like <laughs> <laughs> to push up against. What is it, Betty Davis? I don't know. It's like a sea cucumber. It's it's. It's a creepy idea to have as a pet. He's I like, a- here's my snake on a leash. Why do you have a snake on a leash? I have no idea. Wait, here's my snake on a leash. Where's the snake? Exactly. <laughs> right. It slides yeah. right out. Where's Tommy? And you just see this giant snake. It's it's like it's a relative Tommy. of a weasel. It's like a mink. I can't imagine what these things smell like. I, I, I never I was never a kid who wanted a hamster. No. Nobody likes something with wood chips, something that takes a dump in wood chips, like my jewels. Let's go with the next ladder, shall we? Who wants to hear a good ladder from a- Go ahead, Sister Sledge. All right, Sister it's your, Sledge. It's your turn. It always comes back to To that. rod the ladder. Ah! Dear Pod, I'm 34, single, 
and currently in the dating scene. One of my good friends is also 34, single, and in the dating scene. In the past year, she's been doing something weird. Dating my exes. I'll date a guy for a bit, and if it doesn't work out, it's like she's waiting on the sidelines ready to be tagged in. At first, I let it slide, but it's happened four times. I value our friendship, but I feel like I'm seeing a pattern here. What should I do? Call her on it? Signed, I'm not your taste tester. Dear taste, I hate to start this answer by using a basic Becky term, but she's breaking girl code. It sounds to me like you got a shadow. Someone who is taking advantage of your Tinder and Grinder and Finder and Meet Inmate accounts. It's the dating equivalent of borrowing someone's Netflix password. Password. <laughs> you guys, this is a real problem for me. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I'm <laughs> surprised you didn't call it Nutflix. <laughs> Go again, sister. I'm not into my fix it. All right. It's the dating equivalent of borrowing someone's Netflix password. You're doing all the litmus tests, and she's taking all the runoff. I used to have a golden retriever named James Franco. I would bring James to my sister's house every Sunday. This is when we got along. My niece was the one kid in America who hated Cheerios. Who doesn't love a honey nut Cheerio? It's a honey of an O. That kid is a communist. Anyway, James Franco would sit patiently under her high chair and wait for the inevitable Cheerio drop. He knew eventually her distaste for this nostalgic cereal would send the O's falling to the floor. And every time like clockwork, he was there to catch them in his gullet before they hit. Your pal is James Franco. <laughs> Thrilled with someone's sloppy seconds, she's just waiting there under your high chair for, for the rejected O's to drop. In your case, O means something entirely different than the cereal if you catch my drift. Do what we did with James Franco. Call him out. I would say, James, stop that. He would put his tail between his legs knowing he was caught in the act. Then I would put him away in my sister's room where I would let him take a dump in her shoes. Sometimes people, and yes, even friends, need to be called out on their behavior they themselves may or may not even be aware of, giving her the benefit of the doubt here. Sit her down with a glass of basic Becky Rosé and let her know you see what she's doing. Simply say, hey, Becky, if you're going to continue to get my Bumble runoff, how's about you kick in for my membership money? It seems to me like I'm doing all the heavy lifting here, dating these guys first so you can grab them after like some kind of kinky Yankee swap. When you shine your headlights on her, she can't help but scatter like a raccoon caught going through the trash. If she's truly a friend, she'll wa- she'll stop waiting for your O's and go and get herself her own box. Wait, am I still talking about cereal? And I got through it. I got through that letter. That was all I asked of today. I'm surprised it was uh, Cheerios and not Cheerios. Che- Cheerios. <laughs> Do you like Cheerios? She loves honey nut Cheerios. Wow, that, uh, yeah, yeah, I got through it. I got through it. What you got to say? Dear not a taste tester, your girlfriend is sifting through your boyfriend trash and eating it. Is that what I'm hearing? Is that what I am to believe? Unless you give her the go-ahead or had a prior conversation about these alleged Johns, then I think you might be having your own single white female situation on your hands. Does she copycat anything else in your life? Your hair? Your haircut? The color? Cross your heart support bra. Take a deeper look, sister girl. If I were you, and thank God I am not, I would have said something after the second time. 
In the words of Jackie from the Academy Award-nominated film What's Love Got to Do With It, you don't have to hit me more than once, Ike Turner. Why would you let this go till there was a fourth time? Seems strange. Or maybe you like this girl to have your sloppy, sloppy seconds. Well, do you? Does this turn you on, sister friend? I would pull out those morning pages and start exploring that if I were you. How close are you two? What else do you share? Anything? Everything? Be honest. If she is such a good friend, then how has this gone on this long? And you haven't said a single word. I find that hard to believe. Listen up, buttercup. If any one of my gal pals started shadowing my dating suitors, that you could bet the horse that would have opened up my mouth and said something and put a stop to it. Methinks you are a drama girl, that you actually like this to give you something to talk about, something to bitch about, a little something to figure out. Am I on to something? I may not be the Miss Cleo, but I am pretty good at sniffing glue and sniffing out a shifty situation. <laughs> Take a deep dive, taste tester, and get to the bottom of this. Wow, this has been a hell of a Saturday. Or a heel of a Saturday. And you know what's something that could make... <laughs> this is... What's that? It's more, more and more delicious. <laughs> I think the only thing that could make this episode better... Is cocaine. Next oh. best thing. A specialty cocktail. Specialty drink. Specialty cocktail. This cocktail. I would love a refreshing cocktail. Oh, thank you so much for this drink. Can I have a rum and cock, please? <laughs> As opposed to our cocktail for this week, which is the Sister Mary Rose. Discovered online by Deerpods producer and my sweet piece of man meat, James Jules Forrest. He's a lovely man. All right, so here's what you're going to have to do. You take one and a half ounces of gin, quarter ounce of grenadine, one egg white, a quarter ounce of lemon juice, and a quarter ounce of cream, which we have omitted this week in favor of your delicate lower intestine. Unless it's Jim's cream, I don't want it. Oh, this is interesting. So here are the, the details of how you prepare this. Dry shake. Add ice. Shake for 45 seconds. What's a dry shake? A dry shake means there is no ice in your shaker because you're incorporating the egg white, like Rocky Balboa. So you want to dry shake it, and then you add ice. Shake again for 45 seconds. I get it now. Serve in a chilled coupe glass. Amen. So here are the tasting notes. Take it a page from today's theme. He has just discovered this drink online and never tasted it. <laughs> what? <laughs> so just like religion, it's something we like to talk about and not actually practice. So she, he prays it's good. It will definitely look pretty, but like many nuns that I had as teachers, this drink will either be just lovely or hit you in the face. It will give you detention, make you stand in the corner and think about what you have done. So take a sip and say 15 Hail Maury's. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sister Mary Rose. Right, Saster Splooge? <laughs> it's Saster Splooge. Oh! Because well, that's what's in this. It's got an egg white in it. So I'll say. I hope we don't die from salmonella. I hope I don't get egg on my face. <laughs> uh. <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> no, is it? Are we uh, still no, going? really? I oh, don't even God. know anymore. I, I'm dead inside. Uh, oh. Ooh. <gasps> oh, she's, God. She's that... pink and she's creamy and she's pretty looking. You're welcome. Amen. <laughs>
A prayer oh. for that. There we go. Oh! Oh, oh, we broke the joint. This looks like Jello one, two, three. Ooh. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy drink. That's good. It's foamy. Yeah, you like that? You didn't expect that, did you? It has. It's creamy, but yet fruity and refreshing and light. It tastes like something in a can. In a can? It in tastes can. like candy. It does. It tastes like an old-fashioned candy. Mm. A Necco wafer. See, si, es verdad. A liquid Necco wafer without the powdered sugar on top. I like Necco wafers. You're the only person in America who does. Total sidebar, right before my show, I had to eat something. I went to Bear Burger where I got the SoCal Burger in a collard green wrap, which is what I do all the time. I That's... try to keep it healthy because Bear Burger, you can do that. You can do a healthy burger. I didn't notice the bucket strapped to your ass while you were performing because that's what <laughs> I, did, I would have. I took care of that before the show. Oh, Ooh, my what God. What a blowout. But at the end of the meal, the guy says, so do you guys want like a milkshake to go or something? I'm like, yes, that's it. I just shoveled a burger in my face and I think I'm going to top it off with a nice healthy milkshake while I walk. Good God, I'll be skywriting. <laughs> Jesus. The way, he, the way he phrased it, it was almost like, oh, this is what happens. You know, at the end of every every. Dinner, they're always like, so can I interest you in dessert? Those, what? They always say, can I interest you in? And we, what are we having tonight? I'm having this experience without you, sir. I'm not paying for you. But I like that instead of can I tempt you with dessert or whatever the hell they're going to say, did you guys want a milkshake to go or something? Like, yes, yes. I'm going to walk around for with free? it. for <laughs> free? You're giving these things away? I, yes. would prob- I would probably look at that person who offered me a milkshake with as if they like just like punched my dog in the face. <laughs> Are you insane? Are you out of are your you, mind? Are you are you nuts? You want to give me a milkshake and then give it to me to go? I just, so then I'd have to walk around and then desperately search for a public restroom somewhere just to decimate it? Do you want me to add to the feces on the, on the grounds of New York City? Do you want me to be part of the problem, not the solution? Do you want me just to end up like spray painting my own name via my ass on some <laughs> side street somewhere? Oh my God. You guys just want to want to milk. Yes, I just ingested twenty two hundred calories. Why not throw an extra grand on the pile? <laughs> Christ. 